and welcome back to Pod Save My 20s. I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Tara. And today we have our friend Sammy with us to talk about dating in your 20s. And this is going to be the first of a series of conversations on this topic. So if you're interested, definitely stay tuned and, you know, make sure you subscribe. But um yeah, we're really excited to have Sammy with us. If you're if you're a listener, you know that Sammy is like one of our biggest fans and always has like great input and advice that she shares that we've talked about on the podcast before. So Sammy, we're so excited to have you. Um, did you want to quickly introduce yourself before we go into moment of truth? Yeah, I would love to introduce myself. Since I am talking about dating, I don't know if it's relevant that you know anything about my life, and I like to keep it that way. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. I am 25 years old, so I am halfway through my 20s. Um, I'm your quintessential 25-year-old girl who's just trying to figure it out, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. So most of you can probably relate to that. I'm the kind of person who doesn't make her bed before people come over, but puts out trays of cookies. I come from a loving Jewish family in Skokie, Illinois, who puts together nut brackets at dinner. Um, (laughs) And that's me. I'm uh, an architect and I live in Chicago and I love Tara and I'm excited um, that I knew her before she was a famous podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited that I knew you before I was a famous podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) It's a blessing to know you. Seriously. (laughs) Okay, so 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 Sammy, as you know, we start every episode with moment of truth. Gabrielle, do you want to start? Okay, sure. I actually wrote beforehand, there was one time I said on a podcast where I had an idea while I was falling asleep and then I just totally forgot it. So this time I had an idea while I was falling asleep and I was like, I'm gonna write it down this time and actually remember it. Have you read Sammy, have you read Untamed by Glennon Doyle? No. Okay. It's just like, I didn't expect people. I know people have been reading it right now, but I was reading it late one night and she started talking about anger and like how she deals with anger. And I don't know about you guys, but like anger is such a hard emotion for me, at least. Like, I don't know how to deal with it properly. And I don't like feeling angry, especially I think as women, like as female identifying people in this society, we're kind of told that anger is not okay especially for us like to feel that way. Um, And I don't know, I just had like a real, I don't don't know if I want to read this all. It's like a lot of, (laughs) but yeah, it's just anger is like always been a feeling that never sat right with me. Like I've always struggled when I felt it and like snuffed it out and like pushed it really down. I'm really afraid to show when I'm angry or like how to show it properly. But I also like really wanted to embrace my anger and feel empowered at the same time. So it's just this weird I don't know, the struggle that I have internally with it. And then Glennon had talked about having a moment of like reflection. She said, one evening, Craig and I were sitting on opposite sides of our family room couch. He was happily watching TV while I was silently fuming at him. Somehow I was able to lift my perspective and look down at both of us. There I was fired up with fury and there Craig was undisturbed and utterly unaware that I was miserable. All the fire was inside of me, none in him. I thought, how can this anger be about him? He can't even feel it. Suddenly, I felt possessive and protective of my own anger. I thought, this is happening inside my body. If this anger is in me, I am going to assume it is for me. I decided to stop being ashamed and afraid of my anger and to stop being ashamed and afraid of myself. So that from that moment on, whenever anger arose, I practiced staying open and curious. I sat with it. I let it be. My anger and I hung out and we listened to each other. And I asked my anger questions like, what are you trying to tell me? Not about him, but about me. So, like, basically, she figured out, like, she was angry with herself, not with, like, 
her husband, really. She was angry that she decided to stay when she didn't feel right. And usually she found that like her anger was trying to tell her something needed to change either about her belief system or about where she was at. Like she just couldn't forgive him if they stayed together. But if they broke up, then her anger went away. Like she still cared for him, but she realized like her anger was telling her like where she needed to be and what she needed to do. And I think that's, I don't know, it's just a way of thinking about it that made me feel like had no oh yeah moment like that makes sense and that's what I need to do with my anger I think is sit with it more and like listen to it rather than trying to push it away yeah and I I don't know I've just anger's always been I made these stickers off to show you sometime <laughs> like, they just say I have every right to be angry because I feel like I need to really embrace that anger when I feel it and yeah I think it, it's a powerful feeling that we need to keep feeling and like listen to anyway that was a really roundabout way of that's my moment of truth was like sitting with this anger this week or realizing that I can (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah but who feels ready to go next for a moment of truth I I can do it yeah (laughs) I I loved your moment of truth I resonate with that 100% I like to listen to my anger it's a new phenomenon that I've tried to get into and I agree with that 100% I need to read that book now it's Um, a good one I would recommend yeah (laughs) I will have to say that my moment of truth one of the most interesting things that I did this week was I tried meditating for the first time and now this was an activity prescribed to me by my therapist last week and she said that you need to relax basically is what I'm told all the time um so (laughs) We were just trying it out um, and I went to bed one night and I put on some nice music. I took a long hot shower before I laid in my bed and I like straightened out my body. I put on a guided meditation that I found on Spotify Mm -hmm. immediately. I was laying there and I, my room was kind of a mess and I was like having all of these extremely intrusive thoughts that were like, you are such a mess this room is so cluttered and I felt the clutter like coming all around me and I was like spinning out into this crazy place and I was I basically gave up and scrolled through TikTok um, and went to bed peacefully but I think that that moment taught me that I need to really work on that relaxing piece um, and that I still do have other ways in my life that I can relax. And sometimes that means I need to do something physical too, like stretch or I do a lot of yoga and it's just something that I need to practice more. I think as funny as it is for me, relaxing is going to be something to work towards like running a 5k. So I think that's my moment of truth for this week. Thank you for sharing that, Sammy. I think that's such an important thing. It's like we are all told meditation is a good way to relax and everything, but it's it's hard. It's harder than people think. It's not like an easy thing. It is a practice, like you said. Like it takes work, and the I I suck at meditating. (laughs) I try it too, and that happens to me a lot with the intrusive thoughts. I do Yin yoga when I need like that meditative kind of experience but for me like I need it to connect to my like body and so Mm -hmm. yin yoga is a good way for me to do that but yeah so I guess it's my turn to have a moment of truth (laughs) um I guess my moment of truth was honestly like yesterday Gabrielle and I had 
made this plan to like work, work this weekend and work on the podcast and that I was going to come to Kalamazoo where we are now and from Ann Arbor. And yesterday it was snowing in Ann Arbor and I was like, I can't go (laughs) like I can't go because it's snowing (laughs) and I don't want to drive and then as the day went on like the snow subsided and it like the road seemed clear and I was like okay actually like maybe this like mental block around me like driving in snow isn't like necessary and like I should try and I just like and I was totally fine like the roads were completely clear and like I didn't have to cancel all my plans because it like snowed a little bit (laughs) and you know that was totally like a Floridian learning how to like live in like a uh you know different climate but that was totally a moment of truth because in my head if it was snowing I couldn't go anywhere and that's kind of funny now (laughs) to think about it like that um I also think because like it's amplified by like the pandemic and all of us feeling like we need to be at home constantly Mm -hmm. um so when it's snowing it's like oh I'm definitely not going anywhere like today is not the day I'm gonna do my groceries or whatever Mm -hmm. um so so yeah but I'm really glad that I kind of like overcame that fear of driving when it had snowed and it was totally fine and now we're here and it's been really fun so hanging out we went to a bookstore earlier we got some nice coffee and took a walk like so much more productive than I would have ever been on my own <laughs> at home you know Same. yeah <laughs> Good. so all right we did it we got through the moment of truth <laughs> great job Same. so our first question can you tell us like a little bit about your experience being single how long have you been single for and like what was that what has that been like yeah so I have been single pretty much for the last eight years my last boyfriend was in high school um, which seems like an eternity ago at this point but we broke up and I really for the first few years of being single in college. And I was like, this is amazing because I dated this guy for three years in high school. Um, and it's kind of formative years of your life in high school. Um, and having that shared with somebody else, I was so ready to be single. Um, and so that's kind of how I was in college. I was not looking for anything besides situationships and friendships and fun. Um, and that's what I had. Um, and it was great. And so once I honestly, I did a five year architecture program at University of Miami, which is kind of how I met Tara, I guess. Um, (laughs) Not really at all. Not Um, really. But like (laughs) we did meet in we were both in college. And I can say from knowing Sammy, since she's been in college that she definitely had like all the fun. And that's so (laughs) cool. Like, I love that about Sammy. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You know, it's it's easy to look back and say, like, those were some of the best times. And sometimes it's times full of regret. Um, But I think we we need to be kind to our ourselves and forgive ourselves and say you know what that was some of the most fun years of my life and I don't regret a second so definitely throughout college I did not even really attempt dating I had the apps but honestly they were weird at that point like they were not mainstream at all um and so I didn't really ever meet anyone from an app so then I graduated I moved to Chicago 
I was living with my parents. So it was hard to date while I was living at home. I did it. They, if they're listening to this right now, they are learning that for the first time, or maybe not. You know, my mom's kind of smart. She might have been on to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're both smart. Love you, dad. So no, I, uh, I did do some dating while I was living at home. I lived at home for six months before I, while I was working and before I moved out into my own apartment. That was good. I feel like I was kind of dating because I felt like that was what you're supposed to do. And it wasn't something that I was like, I need a boyfriend. I've never felt that I need a boyfriend. I think that's because I spent all my college years single and loving it and being independent and forming who I am. So I never really felt that um, until COVID. I felt this like loneliness that I never felt before. I was alone in my apartment for two months at the beginning, not seeing anybody except I did end up going home for Passover. But I think really COVID has been the first time in my life where I was like, I really could use somebody, not could use somebody, (laughs) but it would be nice to have somebody to share this time with. And so I've definitely put a lot more effort into it since COVID. It's not something that I would ever, I've gone on so many dates, I would never actively stay with somebody because it's convenient. I, at this point, I'm looking for something more serious than that. So yeah, that's how it's been. I, I think that a lot of people put value, base their value on their like ability to attract people and significant others and what their dating life is like, like a relationship. If you're in a relationship, you're a better person than somebody who is not in a relationship. And I, I don't think of it that way at all. I think it's really amazing that I can be a full human being and have things I enjoy and love and and figure my stuff out on my own. It's really an absolutely beautiful thing that I've enjoyed doing. So yeah, that's so true. I feel like it's kind of intertwined with society, how we just see like couples everywhere and like love songs are everywhere. (laughs) Things like that kind of persuade that idea that if you're in a relationship that your worth is more if you're like coupled up and you're often doing these things but it I mean society has changed so much even in just the last 10-50 years like we don't need to be we don't need to be coupled up and we need to think about singledom as something that is (laughs) normal and okay for sure I have just a couple like little things you said situationship and I've heard that term (laughs) before but I actually have never heard like the definition or really that explained could you tell me a little bit about it yeah I mean for me I don't even know like what the technical definition of that is but um I got into a lot of like it's not like I was like not seeing guys and not actively trying to uh, stay satisfied uh, in certain ways. But um, I definitely had a lot of instances throughout college and um, not really post-college, but in college, a lot of situations where guys and I would be seeing each other, but be actively friends at the same time. Um, And it was more just like casual and easy and we didn't have to try very hard and it was just casual and a situation that we found ourselves in. (laughs) Almost like a friends with benefits type of situation. Yeah. 
Okay. Just like cool. unspoken. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it a situation ship. Very unspoken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I like the idea, but I <laughs> didn't know. So thank, yeah. you, thank you for telling me a little bit. I have also been in many a situation ship. So I get that. Mm-hmm. I think I've probably had like one or two <laughs> now that we're talking about it this way. I just didn't think of them in that way, but it makes sense. And then, so is COVID pretty much that made you kind of decide to start dating in your 20s more or more recently? Or is there something else that has been kind of causing you to choose to get back into dating? Yeah, I think I I was dating before COVID, but I think my reasoning has changed. I think that I was able before COVID to distract myself from my real problems so much. I, I know Tara knows, like, I was one of the most busy people in college ever. I get myself into all these crazy situations with all these people. I, I, I just... I'm a yes person. Um, and I worked on that a little bit. So we're, we're more at a normal pace now. You know, I don't have the same energy I did when I was in college or the same physical ability to even keep up with that. So I think that my newfound um, reasoning for dating has been I really think that I want something great. And I actually wrote a pros and cons list recently about that in my journal if I could share some of my thoughts okay so I had a question I learned this like technique to do a two-way weighted pros and cons list through therapy and I basically write down pros and cons and then I weight each of the different um things um one through five so five being this is really important to me and one being this is not that important to me. Now, when I did this, I ended up with 17 on pros and 17 on cons. Now, here we go. So in my pros, I wrote, even if things don't work out, I will learn what about what I'll want. So that I rated five. That is very important. Yeah. Right? I don't know what I want, right? So then the next one, maybe I'll find someone I really like. That was a three. I don't know why that was a three, <laughs> but that was a three. <laughs> the next one, I could make a new friend. That one's a one. I have enough friends. <laughs> but it could be nice. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's something we actually forget to think about as we're like going into the dating world in like a more serious way. It's like you might actually just make friends. Mm-hmm. Which exactly. I totally have stories about that. But I, I want to yes. hear more of your pros and cons. <laughs> and maybe their friends have friends. <laughs> <laughs> then my next one was I could get sexual pleasure and fun I rated that as a three sorry mom and dad Um, and then the last one I wrote in prose could be I could find someone who makes me happy and sparks even more personal growth in me and I rated that one as a five so that one and that first one were definitely the most important here so then let's go into my cons (laughs) yes number one it might bring out strong emotions making COVID even harder that's definitely a concern and I rated that at a three the next one is I'd have to have a larger circle larger bubble and that is potentially scary with this virus going around so I rated that as a two I won't have as much time for myself another two I could experience heartbreak too all of these are potentials right keep that in mind the last one that I wrote is I could lose sight of some personal progress I've made recently and I'd have to compromise that one I rated as a five and that was like my most important con because all the others were threes and twos. 
So then I ended up with 17 and 17. And then I kind of took the next page and wrote out my fives again. So my fives, I could find someone who makes me happy and sparks even more personal growth. Even if things don't work out, it will be a great opportunity to learn more about what I'm looking for. And then my cons, I could lose sight of some of the personal progress I've made recently. I looked at that con and I was like, that is not something that would happen because I'm dating. That is literally self-sabotage. I wrote, get out there, girl. This is (laughs) self-sabotage in my journal. And I realized like you write down these pros and cons and you can fact check them. You can say, is this really true? Is this a statement that is actually based in fact? And no, like I can still maintain personal growth and progress with somebody at the same time. And so that's kind of my, where I had my like aha moment and decided to get back out there. And it was like, I might as well, I'm a little bit lonely. I'm fine, but I'm a little bit lonely (laughs) and I might as well try because the pros at the end of the day outweighed the cons. Thanks for sharing all of that. I really loved, like, I love that you went through this process and the pros and cons is like so obvious, but at the same time, like I have not done that in regards to dating And Mm -hmm. now I'm going to (laughs) Um, just to like see it on paper. And I think then you can challenge your apprehensions on things. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say like, Sammy, you, you're the only one that controls your progress in, you know, in those, in the things that you're saying, like you could lose sight of progress you've made. Like you're the only one who controls that. So that that's like something that you can now see doesn't rely on another person and doesn't actually necessarily affect dating that's up to you so I thought that's a really interesting like outcome of that exercise and now I have to go and do a pros and cons yeah I love the the weighting of it too is just something I've never done but then rewriting your fives out and yeah giving yourself a chance to revisit them and fact check them like you said I think that's a really great tool to use in the future that I also am like I need to go use this right now (laughs) thank you Mm -hmm. okay tell us what what has dating been like in COVID times? Like what, what has the experience been like? Do you have any stories you want to share? We have some time. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So I got to say, first of all, in March through June, I was not really trying because I didn't see an end to things. And I was literally alone, locked in my apartment. And I didn't want to talk to guys who I didn't actually visualize seeing in the future. So I didn't really try. Then the summer happened. Cases went down. Things opened up. We could go outside and see people. Um, And that's when I really opened up and, and made these lists and was like, okay, I should get out there because it's going to get cold again. And this is my chance. So I did go on a few dates over the summer. I ended up seeing one guy for about a month in October, actually. But COVID dating is super weird. I feel like dating used to be completely surrounded in drinking and I love that it's not Mm -hmm. now. I don't have to drink. Like, I feel like I always would have to drink on a Tuesday night at a date and have multiple (laughs) drinks and drink for no reason or eat at expensive restaurants for no reason. And now dating is like, let's go for a walk. 
let's sit in a park. It's very cheap. Honestly, I love it. But it's also active. I, I went on some biking dates. I went on a lot of walking dates. It's nice to grab a coffee and just walk around. I have been doing that in the winter as well. Um, I just did one. I had one with a guy who I saw multiple times. And then I also walked all the way to a date once and he just canceled it. But I got uh-huh. in a walk. So it can be it can feel productive while you're dating. Like even if the date is horrible, it's like, well, I walked today, which is a great accomplishment. Sometimes you wouldn't have left your house. So I think that COVID's been a really good way to put productive things into dating life and and get rid of all the the unproductive things about it that I hated before. Um, and I'm the kind of person who really needs to feel like I'm being productive at all times. And that's always my biggest excuse of why I should not date. It's a waste of my time. Um, <laughs> So if I can put those together and say, well, actually, it's a productive use of my time, then then it works for me better. That's such a good way of putting it. I'm the same way. I don't have time is my main reason, you know, that I always give. Also, I feel like there's so much creativity going into it now, it sounds like. And I, I haven't been dating, so I don't. I haven't been in that realm of experiencing it. But the way you put it, yeah, it's, it's almost like we're kind of finding this in-between space between being online and doing online dating. And like back in the day, quote unquote, like going outside and going for walks and doing more like courtship almost type dates instead of rather just partying at a bar or you know like you know just like doing all the hookup culture more type stuff that is kind of intertwined with internet dating at some points you know these days I don't know that's just yeah especially in conversations I've had with other friends and stuff and how they're experiencing it right now COVID dating seems to be putting a different spin on things so definitely you have to be creative you also have to be really careful yeah like who you're going to actually potentially meet in person. And at what point do you, you know, are you social distance? Like what point are you not? And so I know that's been something that has been a strange thing for me to navigate. And my preference has been doing like virtual dates before meeting someone in person. And then if it's like, if they, if it seems like we'll get along, I'll meet them in person, which over the summer was a lot easier to do. And I really haven't like done that since the winter started. Um, hence my like fear of going outside when it's snowing, even though I love the snow and like looking at it, I just like, don't go anywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I like stopped like trying to date. So I want to ask, do you have any like funny stories or stories of like a date gone wrong that you want to share? I have one that I'll share, so you won't be alone. So for me, like over COVID, you know, obviously dating apps is like the only way to meet someone really that you don't like you don't that isn't already in your network this one's sort of like a funny experience but like very bizarre I was talking to someone through Bumble and um it was it was like right around New Year's so pretty recently and on New Year's Eve he was messaging me and he said can I call you and I was like I guess but I'm watching a movie with my roommate so like later and so he's like okay let me know when so like we finished the movie I like messaged him back all right how long is this gonna take you know what do you what's the deal what's going on and he was like I'll call you later I'm talking with other people so 1 a.m this guy video calls me on Bumble and of course I was awake because it was New Year's I answered this bumble video chat and this guy is acting like i'm on a game show 
as a contestant. It was what? hilarious. Oh God, I was so absolutely, fun. I was absolutely bamboozled. I can't believe I didn't tell you this. No. <laughs> uh, I was totally bamboozled by it, and, but it was so funny. And I was just like, I don't even know what to think about this right now. Is this a good thing? Is this a concerning thing? Like what's happening? So I kind of like played along for a while. He was clearly like very inebriated, okay. um, which <laughs> was what was making the whole thing really confusing. The funniest part was that he, at one point he brought out a hand puppet and was <laughs> like talking through, <laughs> talking through the hand puppet. It was so funny. And then the whole time I was like, I'm never going to talk to this person again, but this is hilarious. And I'm just going to stay on this call as long as it goes. I stayed on a video chat with this random human for an hour and he kept doing like, he would be like, all right, it's time for a game. And like, (laughs) he would like have like cards. It was hilarious. And so bizarre and I knew from like the moment that I answered the call that this was not someone that I was going to be actually like interested in at all but it was so funny that I just like let it happen (laughs) Gabrielle's like losing it it's hilarious I need some of this guy's energy this guy is it was really funny but yeah we haven't we haven't talked since (laughs) (laughs) not at all <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you, I wonder if he remembers. He, yeah. he, that's a good point. He texted me. Well, he did text me the next day and he was like, I don't know if I, if I said anything crazy. I was like, no, you were totally normal. <laughs> totally normal. I think I have a, a screenshot of him with the puppet, oh actually. God. I want to see this so bad. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Oh my God. What were some of the questions? Well, like- he, he brought out Quelf. Do you know the game Quelf? I don't. It's just like a game. So he brought out that game and he was using questions. There were some of them that were like tasks and they were like, sing a song in like a different accent or something. I was like, I can't. I was like, I'm not doing that. I also like didn't know if he was like recording me. I thought at first that it was live. Like I thought that other people were watching this. Like that app that we all used to use that would do the live show trivia. It sounds like that guy. It was so... It was so bizarre. So that is probably my most strange dating story. You win. <laughs> yeah, have, that's really so yeah, weird. I have lots of weird experience. That's Honestly, that's some of, one of my best friend's energy right there. Like that would be something she would do. <laughs> so I kind of really I would it. do like I told I thought it was so funny. I was a complete stranger that he was calling on Bumble. You know, like mm-hmm. perspective. I mean, Kara, talking- I feel like you give off such welcoming vibes. Like, yeah. if I saw you on Bumble, I would call you too. It's That's not so the true, first Sammy. time someone's called me on Bumble. I would be scared to pick up a video call because you would think that they would be doing something oh. R rated. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it was a video call when I answered the set. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize it. And it thankfully was fine yeah that's <laughs> and I, like, not what knew. I expected yeah like I knew he said he was like I'm calling all my friends like do you want to be in the in the rounds and I was like sure like that's funny like this is so random like why not and um it ended up being just like one of the most bizarre things ever but I've also so I'll just like share on another note and then Sammy will pass it over to you um although Gabrielle I don't know if you have any any ad- additions to this 
conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I can think, but okay, okay. go ahead. So <laughs> I'll just share one more thing that happens. Well, I sort of talked about it before on the podcast, but so I've had two experiences with dating people over um, dating apps in the past couple months that we like started talking and kind of liked each other and we're like, starting to get interested and then just totally out of nowhere got like messages from separately like each of them separately saying like sorry like I don't think this is gonna this is what I'm looking for like thanks anyway have a good life and it was it's so weird to like be on the receiving end of that and I was just like all right well I'm really glad I put myself out there to just be like rejected like that but whatever it's <laughs> like so unexpectedly hard. too mm-hmm. it's so out. hard to be rejected I feel like it comes from like how much we feel like we need validation in our lives too yeah. like obviously I post a lot on social media and like I post because I like my stuff, but I also want validation, right? And it's hard to feel like validated, not feel validated by random guys. But at the same time, these are random guys. Yeah. It's but it, but it's hard not to feel bad still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. Dating is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I I always say like it's it was life was so much better when I wasn't trying to date. <laughs> didn't open this can of worms <laughs> yeah I I haven't like really been dating like actively dating I think since I don't know since like 2018 yeah the last date I went on we like skinned up a mountain and skied down and that was it was cute whatever <laughs> that's amazing but yeah it was really fun um that's a whole other relationship story that was weird but <laughs> yeah I haven't really been dating so I enjoy hearing all the stories and everything and every time I'm like I should dip my toe in but I'm so bad at the dating apps like I'm not good at texting not good at committing to seeing people or like finding that time when I'm really willing I think I just need to do that probably pros and cons list and like really (laughs) make the intention to date because I'm really kind of one of those jerks on dating apps who will like talk to you for a little bit and then like especially if they're not putting in I feel like I put in too much effort. So if I don't feel that same effort being reciprocated I'll just drop it because I realize how much I'm putting forth and it takes so much energy for me. And then if I don't feel like it's being brought back to me, I, I can't keep going with it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just too finicky with it probably, <laughs> but I'm no. trying to think of a good dating story. And I, I just, I don't really have one. It's been so long. I, I'm the same way I put in so much effort in the beginning and like, they don't even know, like you have to put on makeup and it takes like an hour to get ready. And then you have to go to the date and then, for you to be putting in all this effort and not getting the same effort in return. I feel like I've been having that happen a lot recently because everyone just wants someone to keep them warm this winter. Yeah. Like no one is looking for what I'm looking for. Yeah. I don't return, want something easy. Yeah. yeah. The return on investment when you're actually trying to be it is so low <laughs> and it's so hard. Frustrating. Yeah. I just thought of like, that's another thing that's interesting is like I didn't have a lot of recent photos to put on my dating app. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I do have Hinge right now, but I'm not really using it, but that was something I was struggling with. I was like, I haven't taken photos of myself in so long. Yeah. <laughs> and I, feel I like- took some on new year's just because I needed something. Mm-hmm. 
that's just like did you do a whole shoot like get everything together or do you not really they were kind of candid but I dressed nice mm-hmm. <laughs> I had like a new year's hat so right. it's like kind of cute um and then like I had to put in a few selfies yeah. <laughs> because I was like I don't look the same as when I last was dating <laughs> oh my gosh and pictures are such a weird thing I think so hard about what I'm putting on I'm like make sure I have a group photo that shows that I have friends <laughs> right approachable and then like make sure you have a photo of just you and do you have a reasoning for the photos that you use specifically like that definitely so I actually had like a crazy weird time putting photos on recently when I started dating because I had torn my ACL and meniscus um about a year ago not a year ago a year and a half ago at this point um and so all of these good pictures that I had that were actually recent within the last year I was wearing this huge brace and I was really struggling with guys not like every single guy would respond is it better now are you like can you walk like really rude things and I actually had like an internal struggle with body image for I you know we all struggle with body image our whole lives obviously because we're women and that's what we do because society makes it that way but for the first time was like I can't physically act in the same ways that I used to and I have to be more careful and it brought out like a whole new set of insecurities about body image um and I was like you know what I'm going to keep some of these brace pictures up because do I really want a guy who it's a deal breaker for them for me to be fully walking at all times? Like we all have injuries. People have handicaps they live with for their entire lives. And I just, I can't imagine being on the apps with those, those things weighing on you. Yeah. I was just going to say that brings up probably a whole other conversation about being differently abled on dating apps and everything and how that's a whole other field to navigate and something I can't, I can't fully understand or like, I can't imagine what that would be like dating. (laughs) It's hard enough, but like having people bring up these awful like assumptions or questions that are just uncalled for regarding your body and everything it's just a whole other whole other thing that I can't speak to but I imagine I mean it's rough and unfair I just didn't even try to date because I was like I don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. in my own skin it's hard it is that's a hard feeling especially when you go from sounds like having such an active lifestyle and stuff and then having that happen and it really it does changes your whole like almost identity for a bit you know totally yeah we went off on I know (laughs) but um funny stories (laughs) dating story if you have that yeah yeah I would love to just talk about a few things here so my first date that I ever went on from a dating app and really like my first date where that was not with my boyfriend in high school was in like 2018 in the fall um and all day long I was at work back then we used to go in the office you know um (laughs) and I remember like we used to have to bring like full-on backpacks and huge purses and changes of clothes with us on dates after work like it's so nice now to just go (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, I was so anxious. I literally bought a whole new outfit the day before. I put on the outfit after work. I put on a full face of makeup. I brought a toothbrush. I brushed my teeth. I literally got so ready. The date went very well. Um, we went to three different bars. We had a really nice time. And at the end of the date, we both called Uber Pools home and ended up in the same Uber Pool, which was <laughs> so funny. And the whole way home, the Uber driver was like, is this a first date? Like, <laughs> and asked asking those questions like what did you think of him what did you think of her it was so awkward and he was like I guess you're gonna find out where I live on the first date and it was really nice I didn't end up seeing him again but I did later because I'm a savage and uh Tara knows this I am a little bit crazy sometimes I matched with his identical twin on an app and I pretended that I had no idea and went on a date with him and I was like at the end of the date I was like wait I think I might have been on a date with your brother like you look so familiar in person I just couldn't tell on the app and he was like what (laughs) and then it was so awkward I actually went on five more dates with this guy with the twin he ended up being a jerk though because I I told him that I didn't want to see him anymore and then he you know as men do ridiculed me in ways that he wouldn't have if I didn't end it yeah but that was a savage thing that I did the thing (laughs) that I just thought of when I was living at home I scheduled a date to go to this brewery that I like and so I ubered out there in the uber I'm like looking at my phone um, and I realized that the hinge match doesn't have a last name and if you have hinge you know that everyone's last names are on there because of um, they're connected through Facebook Mm -hmm. so I asked him what's your last name I'm trying to put it in my phone and he won't tell me his last name for Mm -hmm. a second and he's like joking back and forth he's like what are you gonna do google me um so when he finally gives me his last name I'm like yeah I'm gonna (laughs) google you because that's sketchy so I Google him. I'm in the Uber on my way to the state. He is famous for putting up a white supremacy sign at the White House. Oh, and oh, he was no. part of that. So I'm, I get to the brewery and I'm like, oh, man, Republicans are a deal breaker for me. I, I cannot. Republicans are a deal breaker, let alone a guy who's viral for putting up a white supremacist sign at, and was Trump's intern. And you're um, and you're what? Jewish. And like, I'm Jewish. Yeah. I would have been scared for my safety. Yeah. And so I am texting all my friends. What do I do? Do I leave? Like, do I go do something else? What what do I do? And they're like, you gotta go on this date and find out as much as you can and like be really rude and like all this stuff. So I'm like, okay. So I'm fully prepared in my head to do all of these things. And then he like was 30 minutes late and just never showed up. And like, I, well, he did show up, but I had left at that point. And then I went and met up with some friends and got really drunk. But <laughs> I'm glad I never had to meet him. But yeah. also, that was a crazy thing that happened. That's crazy. Oh. Jeez. I've like, been on dates with yeah so many weird people too just like one of my dating things in my profile is now it's not because we can't really share food but um, it was like I love to go to restaurants and order like all these different things and just like share and try stuff and so that was my profile and this guy wanted to go 
to this place that was tapas and try all these things. Um, but then proceeded to count calories throughout the meal and not order certain things because he needed to not eat any more chicken that week or all these things. It was horrible. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Cause then it makes you like vividly aware of the things you're eating too. It's just like very, oh my God. yeah, not almost manipulative even though if he's just doing it for himself, but it's, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. So that was, that was uncomfortable. And then I guess like two COVID stories we can mm-hmm. do. I only did one Zoom date. Be- and I think the reason that I don't do Zoom dates is because of this date. Um, but I was talking to this guy for literally months on and off um, before we ever met. He's a teacher and he was like, worried about meeting in person so um I was like yeah that's fine I don't need to or whatever he seemed like a nice guy um so he one day I had kind of stopped talking to him because I was like we've been talking for so long and I'm never gonna meet you or you're not even gonna ask me on a zoom day or anything so I kind of just stopped talking to him mm-hmm. um and he came back with like a come on like let's just do this let's have a zoom date let's see how it goes and so I was excited like okay he finally is like saying something about this and asking me out so I get all dressed up I'm like at my desk ready for the zoom day poured a glass of wine and the conversation was good but 45 minutes into the conversation he goes well I think an hour is a good amount of time for a first date what do you think and I was like mid-sentence when he said that so rude and I was like um okay and he's like yeah I have some other things I need to do tonight so I still don't know if that was legit or not I feel like he was just trying to get out of the date but I thought it was so rude after months of talking uh kind of scarred me from the zoom date scenario though I would be willing to try another time with someone else (laughs) I, I can't blame all people in advance of meeting them for doing something like that but that was a weird one and then guy most recently was going on multiple dates with we were walking through a neighborhood and he had his mask down for a second because he needed to breathe or whatever I don't even know and we passed this lady who was walking her dog and she got really angry that he had his mask down and threw the dog shit bag (gasps) at his face and it hit him in the face And she said, wear your damn mask. He got a little like too angry. Although, okay, to be fair, like that's angering. Mm -hmm. And so he got angry. I ended up picking up the shit and throwing it so hard back at her. (laughs) And I said, pick up your dog shit. I'm calling the police. Oh my God. I wouldn't actually call the police on anyone. But, you know, I really was so mad at this woman and the date was like actually ruined by that and I don't think I'm ever gonna see him again because of it because it ended so weird he was like irrationally mad and like didn't ever like thank me for what I did (laughs) (laughs) throwing the shit back at her (laughs) properly but yeah I mean things are crazy right now Mm-hmm. that's crazy <laughs> I don't think if I heard that story in any other context I would believe it to be honest <laughs> I know I actually couldn't believe that it happened that's wild 
probably was just a super embarrassed not to give him any credit for the way he ended the date or anything but he was probably so embarrassed and like yeah his, you know, his ego was hurt so he, he couldn't like handle it after that oh, oh yeah gosh. I guess I like I just wanted to share this as we're sharing stories it, I haven't really been dating but I did have like a weird scenario happen last year that <laughs> maybe I put myself in an unsafe situation and ended up being fine but <laughs> I just kind of it reminded me something you said I don't remember what it was reminded me of it but it was like last Halloween so like two 2019 Halloween, not 2020 Halloween. One of my coworkers had told me about this bar in Ipsy and I was living in Ipsy at the time. And I was like, sure, I'll just, they have a ska band playing and I love ska. I love going to music. So I was like, yeah, I'll just go out and have some fun. I didn't have like a community base yet really in Ipsy yet. So I went out uh, and I just had a beer and I was going to just chill and then leave. And I ended up talking with this guy who was at the bar and we were just chatting away but then he was buying me beers and stuff and it was you know got to the point where I was drinking way more than I had anticipated to and like not taking care of myself during it um but he was enjoying the music and everything and he gave me his number and then it was towards the end of the night and he was like uh I'll give you a ride home and like me being so like <laughs> as far <laughs> in the moment as I was I was like sure that's fine thanks give me a ride home and like um, he was like, okay, well, my friend also, I have to give him a ride home too. And I was like, cool, we can do that. But then we started going, I told him where I lived and he started going in the opposite direction. <laughs> I was really freaked out, but he was, it was just, he was taking his friend home first, but I ended up sharing my location with my friend who lives in Grand Rapids. And it was like, if I don't make it home tonight, <laughs> this is where I am. But then he starts finally, like after we dropped off his friend, there was just no communication happening. And I was like, what's going on? And no one was telling me anything. I like freaked out. And I think he was just nervous because then he did take me home and then we got home and he had turned on this track right away and he started rapping at me asking <laughs> if I would let him come into my place <laughs> and I was just like no thank you for the ride uh have a good night <laughs> and I left. oh my god never talked to him again <laughs> The best part about COVID is that we don't have to have people up on our first dates, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. the, the timeline has changed. It's yeah. like, okay, it used to be you can't sleep with them. You know, these unspoken rules. Don't sleep yeah. with them until the fifth date or whatever. Third date, maybe. I don't know yeah. what the rule is because <laughs> I do not follow these rules. Now it's like you cannot hold hands until the third date. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, the time I appreciate the slowed down timeline a lot for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I want to ask one more question for now. And of course, we're coming back to this series and hopefully Sammy you'll come back. And I think this was a really fun conversation and we'll have we have plenty more to say about it. I know that I do. Mm -hmm. But I think we'll ask one more question, then we'll close it out. Does that sound good with everyone? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think this is a question for all of us. What advice would you give to a friend who is looking to start dating right now? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, it's so multifaceted too. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. But I think that my best advice is don't go into it looking for validation on you as a person and try to know that you are a full human being without this person. And the best possible scenario is that they add to your life. They don't make your life mm -hmm. um, and that you would just be adding to their life and not being their therapist and full time support system because that happens a lot, too you need to protect yourself and and your energy and and only stay with things that are making you feel really really good and then to like come up with fun stuff to do during covid because 
it is so boring to just do nothing all the time. Um, play weird trivia games, call someone random on Bumble and have a game show. <laughs> that is amazing. Put yourself out there in, in weird ways, like posting on Facebook groups and <laughs> putting yourself out there. I mean, try to be a- as adventurous as you can without being unsafe is my best advice. Yeah, those are all really good words of wisdom. Mm -hmm. I think some of them I need to, (laughs) I need to listen to a little bit. I would say the thing that's like coming to mind for me that I would tell anyone is to like trust your gut and like really, you know, you're okay on your own. It might not always feel like it, but you're okay on your own. You don't need someone else to make anything okay. And if you like have a gut feeling that something's not right, something's not right. And you need to like trust that. And I think I sometimes make lots of excuses for people about, oh, well, this, but, but this. And it's like, no, if I don't feel like it's right, then like I should listen to myself and not doubt that because you're, you're like that, I think is the strongest tool we have in protecting ourselves in these scenarios. Mm-hmm. You both gave such great advice <laughs> and advice that I should definitely take. <laughs> I feel like this is just, oh my gosh, since I have already prefaced by saying I'm not really dating, like what advice would I give you a friend? <laughs> yeah, I guess when I'm usually talking to my friends about dating, like I pretty much just reiterating what you guys are saying, but tell them to make sure they're putting themselves first. You know, like if you're putting a lot of effort into something and you recognize someone else isn't like, that's okay. And you can back off of that and like don't feel obligated to be doing something for someone when it doesn't feel right or like they're not reciprocating in the way that they should be and like just realizing like how much what you want from a relationship and what you don't and actually maybe this is something one of my (laughs) new roommates actually was telling me about how she had quit online dating for a while and what she did is she wrote but she wrote out a list of like everything she wanted in a partner and what she would like non-negotiables you know and I've heard this a few times writing down your non-negotiables And I've never really tried it, but she had told me about how she did it. And then just serendipitously, she ended up meeting this great person that she really loves and cares about who met all of these non-negotiables, like not long after she wrote this list. I think just like putting that pros and cons out into the world and like really thinking about these things, putting it out there and externalizing it, getting it out of your head and on paper, like really helps you know what you're looking for and moving forward, like what you want in a partnership. Mm -hmm. And I think that's some good advice. Yeah, it saves you time. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Your time on people who don't like meet the things that you're looking for. Yeah. And we've said this on here before, like you deserve what you like. You deserve everything. Like give yourself that grace and (laughs) don't take no for an answer for these non-negotiables. You know, the things that you want, you deserve. Yeah. So not to say that compromise isn't important, but like, no, but I like, I mean, like if somebody is not going to meet you halfway or like, Mm -hmm. you know, agreed. I guess that kind of wraps everything up. Yeah. This was a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Sammy, for sharing all of these wonderful <laughs> yes, stories. I had so much fun. Sorry it's so long. Oh, no, don't okay. apologize at all. There, we normally record for about this much time. Okay, but I think we just realized like we could have kept talking for probably a whole other yes. hour. Oh my God. Yes, we definitely could have. Yes. Oh my God. So maybe we'll do a part two just to continue this conversation as it is. Because honestly, I already am thinking of like some things. I am way more horror stories that I could share yeah there's so many facets to dating that we yeah. could go into I feel like and, yeah and they come up when you're least expecting it yeah oh, totally <laughs> 
So with that, we're, we're going to close it out. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Sammy, we say one thing before we sign off every week, which is stay hydrated. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you. All right. <laughs>